Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, May 15th, 2020. You guys missed out. Let me tell you, we got some future behind-the-scenes footage for Fightful Select coming up. Oh, man. I, I treated you to a private concert, Warren. And uh, shocking, but also uh, strangely stimulating. I Yeah, my microphone had some problems. I sounded like Barry White, so I decided to sing my first, my last, my everything to Warren. Uh, that will eventually be up on FightfulSelect.com. That is where you can go to directly support us. You get two episodes of Alex Palowski's Sour Graps every week. Every Monday, I hit you with 20, 25 minutes of exclusive news. And all week long, I'm giving you exclusive news. Uh, I'm just going to gonna pull up some of our, our stats over at FightfulSelect.com. Because it's kind of impressive. We have existed on Select for two years. 472 pieces of audio. 420 videos. 1,580 writings on there. That is in like, uh, I don't know, what, 750 days maybe? All that stuff? Unbelievable. FightfulSelect.com is a great deal. That's the uh, most direct way to support us. But... You can also support us by leaving a thumbs up or subscribing if you want your question or statement read on the air. Donate a super chat here at youtube.com slash Fightful. But we've got SmackDown to get into, Warren. What did you think of tonight's show? Uh, tepid, I think, is the uh, is the right word for what we got tonight. There was, uh, there was a lot of there – was, there was some hot, hot stuff. There was a lot of cold showers throughout. So what you end up is a, is a show that was so so. But I'm gonna say straight off the bat, Sean, I'm I was I was uh, uh, shocked that we didn't get any tag team matches tonight because I felt like leading into Money in the Bank. Well, I mean, hang on, hang on, we didn't get any tag team matches from the tag team division as we uh, as uh, as we got uh, in towards 
Money in the Bank. You know, you got Lucha House Party and the Forgotten Sons and the New Day and Miz and Morrison who were mixing it up and had become a bit of a spotlight and had a fantastic match on top of that at Money in the Bank. Then this week we have, well, we have Miz and Morrison involved in stuff, but nothing else in the division getting mixed up, which is kind of too bad because I really felt that they were starting to lean into something really interesting, starting to build something good. Uh, so yeah, on that end, I was a little surprised. Well, we can go right into the opening segment, which doubled as the main event for tonight. Miz and Morrison come out for Miz TV, and Otis interrupts him. He's scheduled for the show, and he's you know out there shaking his dong, and he says this is the most important win of his life. Well, besides winning Mandy Rose's heart, of course. This segment from Miz and Morrison sucked so much ass, I hated it. I really hated it. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. we're going to make a bunch of fat jokes. And I like that Otis knew. He wasn't too stupid, but he was kind of no-selling them, kind of. Because they're like, what's in that briefcase? And he was like, Rolades, gas X, a bratwurst. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And I'm okay with the comedy character having money in the bank. I don't give a damn about that. It's It's okay to have some unpredictability in that but it's just like oh my god and Otis can pull it off he's he's got good comedic timing he's sure. got really good delivery it's just i didn't like the segment i was like oh i get it you guys are leaning into this real hard yeah and um it uh the the Otis works because he's got this um here's the here's the other the, the other reason i think it didn't quite work they started leaning into the fact they, you know, they started pulling up baby pictures, and I hate when WWE does that. At least I hate it when the heels do that because then it's like, oh, look at what he looked like when he was five years old, where no oh. one looks good when we're five years old. Right? I thought for sure they were going to go to the what would their baby look like and do the mashup thing. I thought that was next. Oh, hey, we've still got nine months to look forward to that, yeah. Sean. Baron Corbin needs some material down the road. Um, but uh, as far as as this one here. Uh, the, um, as far as, as this one here, like, I really thought that, uh, that they were doing a duality here because Otis works like a cartoon character, like a 1990s wrestler, right? He's, he, he's not grounded. He's relatable to a certain extent because he's so over the top, but you know, he, we, we see that kind heart, that goodness in him. But other than that, he's just this over the top guy who likes to, who likes to wear tank tops for some bizarre reason. Leaning into the fact that he had a learning disability and that his mother was clearly a driving force for him to have him work hard in school so he could do sports, it creates uh, just a dichotomy in how you should feel about Otis. Are we? We're not rooting for Otis because he overcame all these obstacles as a kid. We're rooting for him because he's a goofball. He's a goofball we can relate to because he's so. Uh, he's so lovable ultimately because of his comedic over the topness. We didn't need that. And I felt it, it just skewed the message ultimately. Not quite sure what they were trying to attempt. Uh, the, yeah, the brat worse than the gas X stuff. I don't know. It, it didn't work for me either. I thought it was stupid. So Miz and Morrison are angling for a match. And, <sighs> Miz gets angry and says, go grab Tucker, do a tag team match. And Otis is like, Tucker couldn't be there. He got dysentery playing Oregon Trail. On the Oregon Trail. Trail. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that, that's I like that line. That was probably the best thing about this this 
this entire segment. Mm-hmm. And Otis has to find a teammate to fight Miz and Morrison. Uh, Otis approaches Sheamus. I like that he was willing to ask Sheamus. Mm-hmm. I think that's good because Sheamus wasn't on tonight's show, and it made Sheamus look like an asshole. So I thought that was good. And and it's in Otis's character, right? Mm-hmm. Otis just goes up to a guy and says, hey, you're a big guy. You like – I've seen you beat up people. You like to beat up people. Want to come beat up people with me? But he has no no other consideration that uh, to the fact that Otis is a jerk and Otis is going to turn you down because Otis is a heel. You know, like he, he – it's beyond him. And that's – see, that's the comical side of him that we like, you know, not the <clears throat> grounded stuff that, you know, he was raised by his mother essentially. It, it, this is what we like about Otis. It was fine. That was, that made me chuckle. Reminder, guys, you can donate a super chat and get your question or statement read on the air. I just want to specify something. While I appreciate interactions and tweets and all that stuff, if you DM me asking for scoops, you probably aren't going to get it. That's not fair to people who send super chats. Not fair to people who send Q&A questions, who subscribe. Uh, I appreciate all the interactions and stuff, and I leave my DMs open. But... That's stuff I say for Super Chats and Q&As. Hope you guys understand. If not, I'll pull the old Michael Jordan documentary. Sorry. Uh, but Anita Dick says, <laughs> I guess the whole WWE bullying campaign kind of went into the drain with that amazing first segment. You always hear this, though, when people have those. Uh, one, WWE hasn't put that much juice into their anti-bullying campaign say. in years, mm-hmm. but... This is pro wrestling. It is rooted in conflict and ridicule and all that stuff. I thought WWE's bullying campaign was a really, our anti-bullying campaign was a good thing for what they did because they were showing a lot of kids, just because we do this on TV doesn't mean it's okay to do at school. It, you're always going to have something rooted in ridicule and and stuff like that, Warren. I, I completely agree, 100%. I mean... If, if that was the point of the of the be a star campaign, it, it was just to make sure that everyone understood that what they were doing was it's it's playtime, it's scripted. We're we're not really being mean to each other, kind of thing. That's what it was for. And yeah, I I, I mean I I appreciate the super chat as well on behalf of of Fightful, but it's really weird to me whenever people pull up the the be a star campaign because it. Is it still even a thing? Like, no. I don't even know if they still do it. It's it, it's odd to me. There are a lot of those campaigns, and admittedly, I hadn't heard about this stand-up for WWE campaign in about 10 years. They straight up booted that Twitter account and repurposed it for the hacker. Like, they're, they've done a lot of those that's campaigns. Right. They've done a lot of stuff like that and then just abandoned it. And that's the thing. You always hear, be a star, be a star. These people are fighting each other. They're punching each other on TV. That's it's it's a show about violence. That's just what it is. We're gonna have that sometime. DJ go. Cass says, "I hope Otis and Tucker do not become casualties of the long list of NXT tag team call ups that just ultimately have failed." I would argue that already their body of work has been successful in comparison to what they've done on NXT. Warren, Forgotten Sons, their body of work has already been more interesting than what I saw in. NXT now sanity for sure that that sucks yeah what absolutely. happened with them sucked uh, AOP constantly being hurt and then put in a situation where it's like well we don't feel confident enough to book them on TV without creative because we can't keep them over that's certainly a failure I don't think the batting average is as low as a lot of people indicate for for NXT call-ups Elias Braun Strowman 
Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss. Those are Alexa all people Bliss. who are much better on the main roster than they were in whatever they did in NXT. Uh, you, you, you have the perfect examples there. You might even make an argument for American Alpha to a certain extent as well, but uh, uh, I, I think that one's a little more open to for debate. Uh, yeah, as it stands right now, Otis and Tucker have, are are doing fantastically. They they really didn't know what to do with them uh, in uh, in NXT. They really didn't because. They are a gimmick that was more suited for main roster, especially Otis. Tucker's Tucker's really good at what he, uh, at what he does, and even in NXT, he was the guy carrying the load for the team. Uh, the Otis has that has that main event charisma, has that goofiness that uh, the people in the back really like, and it's translating well. Uh, even if they do cool heavy machinery down for a couple of months. Wouldn't be so bad. They can they they be able to flip the switch back on and bring them back up to contention at any moment. Yeah, I, I love Otis's timing. That's not easy to master. Like being able to just throw off one-liners, like little comments in response to people. He never seems out of his depth with that, and and that I really appreciate. Uh, <laughs> like Brain Cloud Lock says, Miz forgot how to be a star. I no. think that's the bully. Yeah, at first, before the bullying con thing, I was like, "Did he? Like, what are they talking about?" And then I realized it's a bully reference. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, Otis also talks to Mandy later before approaching Braun, and Braun's like, "Hey, I've been Mister Money in the Bank. You just trying to get me in this match to take advantage of me?" And Otis is like, "Nope, not me." And Braun was like, "Well, I respect you coming to me, uh, so I'll consider it." I liked this too. I I liked it too because I you know Braun shouldn't be a complete moron, but I like you know there, he, there's a he dichotomy. should not be a moron at all. He should be a very street smart guy. He should be. But then I'm, I think back to Braun Strowman's run with the Money in the Bank briefcase, and that was not glorious because wow. he's like, I've been down this road before. And I'm like, yeah, and it wasn't a very good road. You sort <laughs> no. you sort of fucked it up, my man. It wasn't. <laughs> Wasn't exactly, wasn't exactly that, was it? So I'm, I'm sort of standing there. I'm like, poor Otis. This isn't the guy you should be taking advice from. You should be calling up like Seth Rollins or Dolph Ziggler. Well, you won't be calling Dolph Ziggler, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not exactly the, the, the perfect. But this was good, and Mandy really should tone uh, the bronzer down a bit. Oh boy, dang man, you, you gonna, you gonna sit there and criticize her tan? Yeah. Yes. When's the last time you saw sunlight? Where are you from? What, what part of Canada? Oh, hey, Northern? I'm not. Here's here's the thing, though. You're practically you living in me Greenland. Around in a wrestling ring, I am not staining it with my flesh tone. I can tell you that. I got much. the main event tan going on right now. I got some good color on me. I've been outside for quite a bit, but Braun Strowman does accept this match, and DJ Cass says, "I just don't want any more people turning on each other." Yeah, I think they should cool it for a little bit. But we get this match, and Strowman's the partner. They do horrible in stereo caterpillars. They were real bad. Real bad. I thought Braun was going to get hurt. <laughs> Braun did burpees. That's what he did. Oh, it was so bad, Warren. The, um, the, uh, there's moments when I, when I watch Otis wrestle where I'm like, this guy needs an audience. I think this is what makes Otis work. Otis in a closed environment where no one is cheering because of the goofy shit is awkward and makes us feel bad to be watching it. 
And I felt like that. I, I felt like that a couple of weeks ago when he had a match uh, again uh, against Dolph, where he was doing the grinding and the the the, the, the hip, the, the pelvic thrusts and all that. And I'm like, who is he doing it to? There's no reason to do it. And, and just like the caterpillar, the caterpillar isn't a good move. It's a move to get people off their seats. It's like I often said. If Scotty Tuhati did this in front of nobody, it would have never gotten over. No. It's the same thing here. Otis is a wrestler who needs an audience to prop him up. He really, really does. Because otherwise, because that's it. He's just a big old comedy act. And the comedy doesn't work if there's no one there to give the instant reaction. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you. Otis gets worked over and Braun gets the hot tag, and I don't know what he was doing, but I'm I'm just glad Miz and Morrison were okay with one of the slams that Miz or that Morrison took. It was naughty looking. Like, mm-hmm. fortunately, Morrison's made of rubber and nothing can hurt him. I don't remember him being hurt. I don't remember him missing any time from injury. But Strowman mows down Miz and gets posted in the ring. The finish I loved. This makes me want to see more of Braun Strowman with lighter guys like John Morrison. Because John Morrison goes for a -a tilt-a-whirl and a bad idea. Power slam, pin. This match was okay. It was alright. And I loved the close. Mandy comes out. It distracts Braun a little bit. And Otis dances towards Braun and gets caught. And Otis is like, ah, just for laughs, big man. Just for laughs. Let's fist bump. I thought that was a fun close to the show. It, it it added a little bit of stakes to a tag team match. There you go. And it also it also made us understand that Otis is not a complete buffoon and knows what he has to do to get this done. You know, even though Braun, you know, you could make an argument. You know, when Braun said, "Are you going to come after me?" and he goes, "No, not me, not tonight." And like, yeah, really? Was that the plan? You clearly, you and Mandy had a plan. That's fantastic. But I'm. I'm, I'm going to tell you, Sean, and, you know, probably because, you know, Tucker is uh, probably socially distant at this point. I don't know why they don't have him around. I really, really, really want a tag team cash in. It's different. It's something that we haven't seen. I like different things. I like mixing it up. I like fresh stuff. Um, and uh, not because I don't think Otis is – I, not because I don't think Otis shouldn't have the briefcase. I think it, it, it. He's a tag team guy. Let's just give us something we haven't seen before. Let Braun. Let Braun try to build a proper heel instead. Because by God, SmackDown is in need of heels. We know that. So just focus on that instead. And, and I'm okay with Otis holding on to this for a while. I've been saying this for a long time. I wi- or for a long time since Monday. I wish they would do another women's money in the bank to say, well, we we thought money in the bank was something a little bit different. Now we're going to do a traditional money in the bank and pop a rating for Raw or SmackDown. Hey, just they they did it a couple of years ago when Carmella had exactly. that screwball finish when uh, when Ellsworth went and got the briefcase. They did yep. this, they they did exactly that. Why not do it here? It makes complete sense to me. We see another hacker segment. We've already seen this one, though. Anakin JMT sends a super chat and says, Hacker stuff is going too long, feeling like Rowan and the mystery creature. P.S. Wildcard Warren. We will talk more about this new rule. But the hacker thing, I don't think it's going too long. I like wondering. I just wish they would keep on dropping new original hints. That's that's, that's what I want. 
That's the thing. Uh, I, that, and I think that's where Anakin's feeling is coming from. It's the fact that we saw exactly the same, same thing. Uh, you just have to keep it fresh. You have to keep it new. The problem with, and that's the problem that they had with uh, with Rowan at some point. It was like Rowan was always coming out with the with the cage, and at some point you're like, I don't care what's in the cage anymore because it it was never really interesting. So the way to keep the hacker gimmick interesting is to just add little tidbits. Heck, uh, last week we had the uh, we had a female voice. Right. So now we're assuming that there's two people. That's interesting. What happened tonight wasn't interesting. It was just like we've seen this. Uh, give us something new. And of course, you know, you could say on one hand, you could say, oh, yeah, you always want something more. You always want something new. You wrestling fans are never satisfied. But then again, you're doing weekly programming. And if you're watching a weekly drama, they will always have something new for you week after week. So it's not. There you go. Uh, it's not uh, 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 it's not being greedy or uh, insatiable to just want to be entertained and get new stuff week after week because that's what a weekly show is about. Yeah, if any of you tweet me with a blanket statement about wrestling fans, there's a, like a 10 out of 10 chance I'm going to dunk on you. Like, it's just blanket statements like that are so, oh, wrestling fans always want something new. Then they get something new and they say it sucks. No, we want something that's good. Everybody wants something that's good, unless you're a troll or an asshole. That's, or both. Or both. Or both. Why not both? Anakin JMT says, how long before WWE does an article trying to figure out what Becky and Seth's baby will look like? Oh, that that will come up in a summer feud. Somebody will put the, oh, this is what your ugly baby's gonna look like, Seth. And he'll, he'll beat him up for it. Oh, uh, we should open a pool. We honestly should Good start idea. a pool as to who's going to do it, and all my money's Corbin. on Baron Corbin. Oh! <laughs> Shake and bike! <laughs> I mean, it's... You can just see him, and he holds his stomach as he goes, ha, 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 Yes. He goes yeah. like this, and for some reason, Bobby Roode is next to him, and Bobby Roode's like... Yeah, and, and they're bending over and laughing. Yeah. You just know it's going to happen. Hannah Moore says, snaps for Venus. <laughs> Venus is a crossover star. Like, I know. I, I pop in on your show every once in a while because I like it. You're good at it. But usually Thursdays are my night off. But even I am aware of who Venus is. Venus is a crossover podcast star. The casuals know who Venus is. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got, loves a little casual Venus once in a while. Oh yeah, you said it. He's got the my Venus has got my mainstream appeal. Absolutely. Speaking of mainstream appeal, do you happen to catch Roman Reigns in his the scene in a new movie that he's in? No, I haven't seen it. But it I, is. I saw it, your tweet about yeah, it. Yeah, it's The Wrong Missy. It's a David Spade movie, and I don't know what kind of world we're living in where David Spade and Adam Sandler have both had multiple good movies in the last year, but it's mind-boggling to me, and I, I enjoyed the movie, and I thought Roman Reigns was a natural, and I was like, uh-oh. I'm not <laughs> surprised. I'm, I'm not, not surprised either. that suddenly there's suddenly he's disappearing off camera from WWE. They're editing editing him out of stuff. And oh, look at this! He's got a scene in a movie. And listen, we've said this oftentimes regarding Roman, and it has nothing to do with this push. There's a reason why they want this. They wanted this guy to be the face of the company. He 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 is charismatic. He looks like a star, Sean. He looks like a million dollars, and he 
conducts himself like a pro. Yeah. He does the interviews. Remember when um, uh, Renee Young had that show on WWE Network, uh, you know, the, the interviews that she did? Unfiltered. My God, her unfiltered with Roman is fantastic. Yep. It was really, really good. But no surprise, the guy looks, acts like a star. If he gets the, if he, I, I hope he called Batista's acting coach. Because Batista's acting coach made Batista into a credible oh, yeah. actor. That guy's a genius, whoever, whoever molded Batista into the star that he is today. I hope he's working with him. Yep, I, I thought he was he's awesome. And uh by the way, guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com because I got an update on Roman Reigns coming this weekend and his a status or lack thereof. FightfulSelect.com. Also, hey, I interviewed a guy that he knows really well. John Moxley. That one's up. My Leo Rush interview is up. I got a freaking interview with the Blue Meanie up right now, for the love of God. And how about this? ECW month continues. Next week, we got Johnny Swinger. And the next week, oh, I'm really excited about this one. Making a finisher with Rob Van Dam talking about the Van Terminator. That's going to be good. You're going to want to check out the written version of that, too, because I talked to Scotty Riggs, who took one of the first ones. Very excited. <laughs> Making a finisher is back this month. And next month, we're coming right back with Arn Anderson talking to me about not only perfecting, but inventing the spine buster. I'm pumped for that. Evan Wright says, Warren corpsing at Anita Dick is the best. Anita Dick and Venus would be natural rivals. If I find out that Anita Dick... Wait, what's, what service does Venus work for? He's on Uber Eats. Oh, okay. Then you know Anita Dick is Grubhub. Yeah, I think you so. Know it. Yep. We, let's see, we have uh, Anakin JMT saying, is it fair to blame creative completely for not trusting AOP when they have struggled to stay healthy? Not shitting, just wondering. Well, here's the thing. It's not just that. When they were healthy, they weren't used for months because WWE yeah. does not feel confident in putting people on TV. See Bianca Belair right now. She's not on TV because they don't have anything for her. And they feel like, oh, well, we... we Whoever makes that decision feels as if they can't keep these people over without something creative. Back in my day, you just put them in matches where they looked good. And that was pretty simple. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't argue we saw we saw some of that tonight again with Drew Gulak. But uh Yeah. No. Throwback twenty seven says the hacker idea is great, but show the next target. I agree. Like I I'm ready to see something different. Yep. Throwback also says, Mandy's tan is a beacon of hope for Otis, but Otis is amazing. He sometimes can be the Disney character, Doug from Up, which is a great character. Yeah. Like, that that's the thing. The he, dog? <laughs> uh, that's the that dog, said? right? Yeah, I think so. Like, he's... Uh, I'm trying to remember, but he can be, like, a lovable cartoon character. Yeah, the, Doug is Doug is the, 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 the dog that has the translator around his neck. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good comparison, actually. Uh, I'm being thanked for my great Quizzlemania run uh, for, by Avery Dunn. Hey, I want to thank Adam Blampede, Wrestle Talk, Parts Fun Known, uh, Luke, Ollie, all those people for having me on. It was a lot of fun for three three weeks. They get a little bit more uh, coverage on YouTube than we do. Just a little bit, like 75000 a week. That was the type of promotion that I could not pass up. And this past week, 
the stream was able to raise, I think, 6000 USD for No Kid Hungry. That made me so happy that they were doing that. Uh, I love that. That made me just, it made it all worth it to me. And uh, new viewers, thank you so much for checking us out. Really appreciate it. I know there was some ball busting on the show, but I really like those guys and I appreciate those guys. They they cite us. They do good work themselves. They do great stuff on YouTube. So uh, check them out and big thank you to them for having me on. We are asked who we think will win the IC title tourney. Well, it's time to get into it. IC title tourney. We had to have Elias versus Baron Corbin again for some reason. And Baron Corbin is coming over to Raw next week as a part of this Invitational. Now, we're told that this Invitational rule... We'll get to the Invitational rule after this match. (laughs) But There's there's only so much we can talk about at once, right, Sean? Because there's like a bunch of stuff going on right now. First off, Elias is Rockafestus. He is a combination between Festus and Rockabilly, where when his guitar gets touched, he snaps and somehow stops sucking. So he comes unglued when Corbin plays his guitar. Not the guitar! Anything but the guitar! So Corbin works his ass off in this match. Corbin, tournament Corbin, give me him every week. Put Baron Corbin in a tournament every single week and I'll watch him. He's throwing out spine busters and choke slams and they look Mm -hmm. awesome, Warren. Little known fact, Elias hasn't been pinned on TV since August. Probably because he's wrestled seven times. (laughs) But he won here too. And I thought they were going to 50-50 this. I really did. But here's the thing. Elias winning, fine. Corbin losing to Paul Smackage, mind you. Why do I want to see him face the world champion on Monday? I, 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 will, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to refer to Elias as anything else than Rockafestus moving mm-hmm. forward. This, that was, that's a thing of brilliance. So. Um, see, I, I thought the match was uneven. I thought the, like really the first part of the match was very, very, very slow. And I understand that they were given time, so they don't want to rush into things, and I get it. But even, even for that, I thought it was very, very slow. Uh, I, it still fascinates me that, uh, that they want to do rest holds cause there's no heat to get from the audience. There's just move on yeah. fellas. You know, that's to me, that's really weird. Uh, but I agree when, when Corbin is on, it, he's on and he was on for the latter part of the match. Uh, and, 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 and so was, so was Elias. Elias was right there, but, and, and you know, you have to appreciate Baron Corbin, uh, tripping, Elias when he's doing the rope walk, which is something that we Loved we're it. all at home every time we see that. Even when Undertaker used to do that, we'd all be like, "Just, just tap his ankle. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Just go boop." And that's what he did. So I'm like, "That's what's frustrating about Baron Corbin is like he's he acts like such a goof and a moron, and then on the other side he he has these moments where you're like, this was really clever. This is this is smart what he's doing." Unlike, you know, throwing a ladder at Daniel Bryan and then reacting negatively towards the referee when he gets disqualified. He's he's all over the place. But I agree. His it was such a big ass spine buster that he delivered. Uh, he uh, those short arm clotheslines that he was giving as well were really cool. The boss man spot connected as well. 
I mean, it, it was it was good it was good stuff for the second part of the match. But I mean, this this feud has no heat. None. And then, like you said, this is the guy who's going to be on the marquee match. They announced this on Monday as a main event big deal. Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin. Hell, Baron Corbin was even there to cut a promo. Why? Ah, it was it was so dumb, so dumb. Uh, Tim Traver, big thank you. He says got something big coming to my Twitter. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Hey, let me know about it. I'm, I'm all for it. You've been one of our uh, long term supporters. Anita Dick says if Sean was in WWE, he'd be Randy 2.0. Mr. Warren Hayes would be Eugene because Excuse he me? has that smiley look. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And waves his hand like Eugene. Dip Yodi Paul says Otis is a better world championship contender than Brody Lee. I don't know about that, but I'm not sold on Brody as a contender right now. I, and he's got to do another finish besides that lariat. Everybody does a clothesline. Like, it ain't... I've seen the guy do sit-down power bombs and all kinds of great stuff. Like, the Lariat ain't doing it for me. And I get it. I'm sure he fi- feels some sort of emotional connection to it. But when you're in AEW, mm, no. higher, higher value of work there. And, you know, I, I, you know I, I appreciate AEW, and I don't want to bring out the, you know, past comparisons or past works. But John Moxley versus Brody Lee at this point, it's, I mean, it's a WWE mid-card match. You it's know, a dynamite it's, match, too. It, yeah, as well. So, If they announced that and they said, oh, we're going to do this on Dark as a special attraction to get you to watch, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Joseph Farley, I uh, hope you had a good birthday, said, probably need to go on and add a swear jar of some type. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. But leave us a thumbs up and subscribe. We are on podcast platforms everywhere rob wilkins says love that they announced announced match for ne- matches for next week me too mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and talk about this intercontinental title tourney we mentioned elias corbin we're gonna talk gulak and brian but they also have jeff hardy sheamus which i love because they've built it so now mm-hmm. they add more stakes to it mm-hmm. and uh aj and shinsuke nakamura in the opening round and i saw some people that were like opening round and i'm like yeah opening round you're you're telling me that a wrestle kingdom top match is an opening round match a wrestlemania match is enough time has passed i'll see what they can do what do you think uh, i agree and look we're not we're, we're not shinsuke nakamura coming off of the royal rumble win where people are still trembling at the uh, at the sight of his entrance uh <laughs> during his first match on uh on pay-per-view we're a long way from that. We're a long, long way from that. This is fine. And honestly, like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this match since they're like both in a position where they have nothing to lose, so to speak. You know, like all the pressure's gone. If they give them as enough time, like 
as much time as Elias and Corbin and Gulak and, and Brian got tonight, we could get something fun out of it regardless. But I mean, the the sheen of the the Wrestle Kingdom sheen, the dream match sheen, it's petered out. Yep. So I see title tournament. Who do you think's winning it? Oh, man. Uh, you know what? Before Daniel Bryan cut that promo tonight, I would have said Styles. Mm-hmm. But my God. Promo. Because uh, you see, I have. Got to be Styles and Bryan, right? In the finals. It has to be. In the finals, it has to be that. Because you see, I have a. I have a, an overall idea. Like, if they're going to be, let's say, a little more porous with the brand split, you know, and let people move around a bit, I say, I say, go bold, WWE. I say, go bold and make some titles floating titles. Make the IC championship a floating title. I'd even go as far as to say, merge your world titles back into one and let them float around. Where I think that would be a lot more interesting. But in this case here, why not just do that? Just if Styles wins. He goes back to Raw, sure, but he goes around. He floats around. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Make it the workhorse title it's supposed to be. But as far as who I feel is going to win, I, I'm right now. Daniel Bryan sold me that ticket, man. I'm in on, I'm in on him being IC champ. Anakin JMT says AJ Nakamura is not pay per view marquee match anymore. This is a Candice Cena and AJ on SmackDown before Fastlane. It's now a good TV match. I don't think it's anywhere near Cena and AJ. Cena versus anybody was, like, still big. I was still like, damn, Cena's wrestling on SmackDown? Like, I miss that guy. It's just... Mm -hmm. And Cena's been a WrestleMania main eventer a billion times. Nakamura never has. So let's talk about this dumbass rule, the newest dumbass rule that they're putting in, the brand-to-brand invitation. And the way that they said it was four times a year a wrestler can go to the other brand. And I'm like, all right, so this means each wrestler four times a year. Well, let's see. The wild card didn't work. This didn't work. This is just a different version of it. It's the inverse of that. And it's stupid. It's stupid. Because we all know what's going on. Everybody. Everybody. Except for the people who live on the fucking, like, North Sentinel Island know what's going on right now. Everybody knows coronavirus is a thing. Just say, yeah, got some unique situations here, so we're going to temporarily suspend the brand split. Or, say, champions can appear on any brand. You got 50 of them. 50 of them. You can put the title on whoever you want to switch. Damn. Those should be your top people anyway. But instead, you got this this shit again. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the, the most annoying thing about it is, Warren, we're going to come back and bitch about this in two months because they'll have <laughs> burned through four for somebody anyway. There then, you go. Then they'll say, oh, well, no, it's four matches, not four appearances. And then we'll be like, okay. Then they'll hit five matches with somebody, and they won't be able to follow their own stupid, bullshit, arbitrary rules. My basement, my baseline for pro wrestling is make sense, and then I'm happy. I'm usually pretty happy. Ah, oh, tell them about it, Warren. <laughs> this is essentially it, it, the, the moment they shot themselves in the foot was the moment they said uh, they can appear four times. Like, okay, that's it. They, 
This is the moment. This is right here. The moment where you guys created a standard for yourselves that you're not going to be able to live up to. And I, I'd love to give you the benefit of the doubt, but you did it last time with the wild card rule where it was like uh, two stars per week. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, just a free for all. Anyone, I can do it. I'm Vince McMahon. And they like, why? Why do we care? Why do we? There's no reason to care here. You, there was no reason for them to pigeonhole themselves like that because exactly like you said, if they had just come out and said, "Folks, we are working with 40% of our roster," I don't know how much. I'm just throwing that out there. We're working with 40% of our roster because we have stars at international stars who are stuck at home, so we are temporarily suspending uh, suspending the brands. But have Vince say it. Just have him come out. In a pre-taped promo, say, this is what we're doing because uh, of our, uh, such circumstances. Isn't that right, Hunter? What's going on, Hunter? Oh, yeah, yeah, the virus. <laughs> right, right, right. That, that's the thing. Uh, like, it's an insult to our intelligence that they don't reference it at this point. It's, it's, it's we ridiculous. Know, we know why they're doing it. Ratings are low because of this and because they're putting on not great content. It's so but annoying. Ratings are low across the board, right? And if yeah. and, I, and I'm the first guy who will be on Twitter saying I'm muting the word ratings because mm-hmm. I think ra- the ratings discussion is boorish and it's always the same thing. But I just want to add this here. Ratings are, are down across the board except for network news. Yep. That's the only place it's booming because that's that's where people are tuning into. That's what they want to hear about. So no matter how much escape they're saying, come and say, uh, get your mind off of stuff. Watch WWE. Put a smile on your face. That's not what people are tuning into yep. right now. So regardless of what they're doing, I can, I, I'm not even chalking it up to, to a, a – uh, to a reaction to low ratings, which was a, which was why they pulled the wild card rule the last time because they saw ratings going like this. Boop, 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 boop. Ah, let's start putting Roman on everything. Kind keep, of thing. keep in mind, this was six months after they brought up a bunch of NXT people to mm-hmm. help get some attention and didn't define a brand for them. Mm-hmm. This was one month after Vince McMahon and Triple H and Stephanie and Shane said, "Oh, well, we're gonna listen to the fans." <laughs> Okay, bud. Mm-hmm. Okay, bud. Um, <laughs> Anita Dick says, "Why are WWE entrance themes generic, generic 2K music and not actual music like Edge and Randy's theme?" Well, I can tell you why they don't have CFOs. There was a publisher dispute there, and there are just issues with that. And they're being cheap with a lot of this stuff. That's that's quite frankly what it is. There's and, no surprise there. Anakin JMT says WWE couldn't even stick to the wild card rules the night it debuted. They won't stick to only four times a year. That's right. Lars Sullivan walked in there and intimidated Vince McMahon immediately. So, yeah. That's right. Why hate, says Jeff and AJ in the final, surely. I don't know. I think AJ versus Brian is one that they can main event SmackDown with and go a smooth 30. 40 40 with entrances. Yeah, absolutely. Ab- oh God, absolutely. But yeah, I uh, you know if they're smart, they're gonna they're gonna put this on backlash, right? Well, they they smart. said it, they said it's gonna be uh, on SmackDown. Oh, they said it was gonna be on SmackDown. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. My God, give us AJ and AJ and Daniel. Come well, on. let's go ahead and talk about Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. They shake hands, mm. and I, I got to finally watch Riddle and Thatcher last night. But then you follow it up with this, and I'm like, oh, this is making me very happy. Uh, Brian goes double underhook into a suplex armbar. Attacks the knee, does a leg capture German, and sets it up with a heel hook. Now, a lot of people don't realize, even though it's a heel hold, it twists the inside of your knee. 
It's a very dangerous, effectively, it's a knee knee submission. I love this, and I love the promo afterwards. Daniel Bryan, I was there the night he vacated the title in Cincinnati. There were grown men crying in the crowd because they knew what it meant. They knew mm-hmm. he was going away again. He wants to make the IC title represent the best wrestler in the WWE, and he thinks that's him. They have fumbled this title repeatedly. They have meant well, but they have fumbled it since reintroducing it. Braun got the title taken off of him probably too early, but he was meant for the world title. Okay. The Sammy situation sucks. It really does. But uh, Gulak and Brian shake hands. I like this. I liked all this. Throwback 27 sent a super chat. Thank you to him. He says, Brian versus Gulak was bloody amazing. What a clinic. What Brian said about the title was correct. It needs to feel special. I hope it becomes that. Thank you very much. Next weekend will suck, but Fightful helps. Hey, we appreciate you. Uh, I know it's going to be a tough time for you. You've told me more and personally, but you, you've done a lot of people proud. You're, you're a good dude, and uh, this match, this match did us proud. Holy crap, this was a good one. And I, I'm with Throwback. It needs to feel special. All the titles should, but especially yeah. this one. Um, first and foremost, I'm glad you got to see Riddle and Thatcher. And you know, I, I I was on I was on hosting duties on Wednesday night, and I said it right there. I'm like, I kind of feel bad that Sean's not here because he'd be <laughs> toweling himself off live for all of you right here talking about this match. Oh, um, that's was, that's the kind of match that makes me go, I want to get in the gym right now. That that's the kind of match that fires mm-hmm. me up, and I'm like, damn, I love that because that's as realistic as pro wrestling gets there. You don't see a lot of chin locks slapped on while people look around. Their legs are free. Like, from a technical standpoint, I love that. And I appreciate what Gulak and Brian do because they sports entertain it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I, goddamn, I appreciate that. I, I love the beginning where they were rolling around, like, within an arm bar, I guess, you know, and then it, it rolled into a yes lock for Brian. And then they, they lock up again. And uh, and Gulag does like a sunset flip right into the dragon sleeper, and then Brian like pops his head out of the yeah. dragon sleeper, and then while Gulag and I love this, I love the strategy behind it where uh, while Gulag is trying to get Brian's head back into the lock, Brian is he's scrambling for the ropes. He knows like the guy's distracted trying to get the lock back in. In the meantime, I'm going to try and hit the ropes to break it up. Uh, man, Gulag is in a butterfly, right? He's being held by Daniel Bryan, who's got him in a butterfly. And he fucking lifts him up into yeah. a suplex, man. Oh, my God. That so was good. awesome. So good. I, w- I was listening to it with Kristen, and Kristen was like, are you okay? He said, yeah, <laughs> I just saw that. I'm, I'm fine. Oh, it's amazing. It I was, promise you guys so that is a ghost on his shirt. It's not ectoplasm. But... Um, <laughs> It was uh, fantastic. It was such a good match, and I loved it. And like I said, I, the the promo sold me on Daniel Bryan as IC champion. Yes, it's he never lost it. It means a lot to him. Man, if we can get someone who is going to – everyone believes in the IC title. Every WWE fan believes in the IC title, knows what it means, understands the history – why not give it to someone who can legitimately make it uh, make it proud and someone that you know the office is behind yeah. you know like i don't think they'll have any doubt they maybe clearly they had some doubts pushing shinsuke nakamura when he had the ic title 
I don't see why they'd have any doubts with Daniel Bryan. This was fantastic. I just wish Drew Gulak could win some big matches, Sean. That's all that's missing from my yep. life right now. Anakin says, I feel like Gulak is the next to be one of the greatest technical wrestlers in the vein of Benoit and Bryan. Yeah, he's getting that spot. And the thing is, like when you see him with Bryan, you're like, ah, he's a lot bigger than you realize, too. Because he, mm -hmm. he stands over top of, of Bryan. Uh, Joseph Farley says a heel hook won a UFC fight on Wednesday. It's real gnarly stuff. Oh, it didn't just win a UFC fight on Thursday. Uh, Tiago Moises was getting his ass whipped for five minutes. Sh came out second round, dove for the legs of Michael Johnson, yanked that heel hook and won in like within 20 seconds of the first round. Amazing stuff. Throwback 27 says AJ winning the IC title will put him closer to the WWE Singles Grand Slam. Uh, Universal and tags, he would need to do the full version. I don't see him. Well, did he win with? Did he win the tag titles with Jericho? I thought I he remember. did. I, I thought he, he did. did. Yeah, and man, that guy's gonna have a career on him. He and Oscar will be two examples that you look at and you say, okay, they came over fairly late in their careers, and they were still able to do everything. And mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, Dipyoti Paul says, "I want Brian to win and do an open challenge." Oh boy. Don't don't give me the goosebumps right now. That's that's what I want. That I want 20 minutes carved out a week for that. Daniel yeah. Bryan just making people, Warren. And you feel he's you, you know, it's been strange over not strange strange good over the past few weeks where you feel like Daniel Bryan is wrestling the people he wants to to wrestle. You really felt that with when he started feuding with Drew Gulak when Gulak was trying to point out all, the, all his faults. He's like, why is Daniel Bryan feuding with Drew Gulak? Well, because he wanted to help make Drew Gulak, and he did. And you kind of feel that he wants to wrestle who he wants right now. He wants to wrestle his buddies. He wants to wrestle people who want to wrestle, and I can respect that. And we don't have confirmation. I, I, we, this isn't news that we're putting out here, but it's it's a feeling because it, it fits – the Daniel Bryan vision of wrestling as well. It's something Daniel Bryan would completely do. And WWE better be making some new people because Roman ain't around, Becky ain't around. I get the feeling come Survivor Series, Seth Rollins will probably be taking a break until about, ah, Rumble season. Uh, Daniel Bryan has already said he's taking time off. Mm-hmm. There's, there's only so many earnings calls that Vince can can take and say, uh, yeah, well, we're creating new people. Right yeah, under. are we're you? creating new people, right, Hunter? <laughs> right, 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 right. The Line Drive says, the fact that AJ's an attorney and not Cesaro already pisses me off. One rule for me, brand stars don't challenge for the other's title. Yeah, I could, I, I could get behind that. I could get behind that, but I'm okay with AJ being in this tourney. Cesaro probably should have been, though. And honestly... I think that Cesaro versus Nakamura should have been an opening match, kind of like Gulak versus uh, Brian. I think that would have been cool. Solid booking. I, Kiwi I'm... Rob says, if you were to merge the world titles together, wouldn't that mean cutting the roster down more? And how often would you change around the belt to make it not boring? Uh, well, here's the thing is that uh, you you have a little more time to build. You, you have a little more loose, right? A little more, A little more leeway to create... Uh, stars in the meantime because you're not always trying to have two main events all the time you have your main event you have your big you have your big world title belt and in the meantime in the undercard you're building new people you're creating new 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 stars hell then your your mid card title really does become important 
kind of like a certain guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin at some point who clearly outgrew the IC title and uh, was catapulted to the top. That That's the kind of stuff you have to think about. Threw it uh, in the river, that guy. Threw it in the river is what he did. And, I mean, the IC title was fine after that. They did all right after that. But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We have a plethora of other Super Chats. And uh, trust me, guys, I will get to them. Rob Wilkins says, bad news, I edited the RVD video. You get Rob Van Wilkins. Oh, no. (laughs) I I feel like if Rob Wilkins did the Van Terminator, he would break Scotty Riggs' face. I feel like he would. I don't think he would be any better at it than RVD his first time out. Glenn Leslie says, did WWE miss Sting Taker program cinematic style? No. I think they could still do it. I think they might still do it, uh, especially with word finally getting out that Sting isn't under a contract. By the way, from what I understand, he hadn't been under a contract for a long time, but I think they could still do that and it'd be fine. Uh, the Forgotten Sons, like I said a while back, I wish they would do like an angry veterans gimmick, but it's just a smarmy veterans gimmick. I liked, when it started, I was like, wait, it's the New World Order? Because there was kind of like the, so then it was like, it's the Forgotten Sons were for World Over. It's like, four, 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 gotten. Oh, God. (laughs) You got Neil Pruitt doing the, the proceeding has been an announcement. From the Forgotten Sons. Paid for by the GI Bill of the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the, the perks. It's like you get your tuition paid for and WWE promos. They cover that as well. Oh, man. Sonya cuts a promo backstage because she and Ziggler are facing Otis and Mandy next week. And if they fucking 50-50 her, I am gonna shit out of the back of a moving truck. Move, going by Titan Towers. Uh, she cuts another good promo. She says Mandy will end up being fat with kids, cooking high cholesterol foods. And then she goes, bitch. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like we, we you know, every review we do should end with a bitch at this point moving it forward. Should. It but should. She's that so should be good. a sign off. That, that, you know what? That's a great idea. <laughs> She's so good, though. She's really good. Look at look at that. They're giving her some time, some character development, some some lines. Look at how great she's she's just slaying the lines. She's fantastic. She's really really good. Clearly, heels in WWE do not care for children. And, uh, we've learned that this week. And I love loved and Jeff Hawkins pointed it out on Twitter yeah. how uh, Mandy at the end goes, "Bitch," mm-hmm. and she kisses like that and. Dolph, who's standing right next to her, just lowers his dick because he's corpsing like crazy. That's fantastic stuff. Hannah Moore says, hashtag Daddy DeVille. Hey, my my account's already been a Sonya DeVille stan account for a long time. That's how that's how I'm getting to 50k on Twitter. That that's the that's the scoop. Uh sitting on my bed says I'd like to see Sasha Banks versus Sonya DeVille. Whew, get in line, man. I would love to see that. Dana Brooke defeated Naomi. This was weird and short. They both missed their offense heavily early on, and Dana gets a win after a reverse pin. Based on the trajectory of this match, glad it ended when it did. Glad that Dana got the win. Hope this is launching something else for Naomi 
Because if we see a heel Naomi and a pushed Dana Brooke, those are two things that we haven't seen in a long time. That's exactly that's what I was going to say. Uh, they have to they have to do something with Naomi, and I think that the heel turn, excuse me, the heel turn is the way to go. Uh, is Dana Brooke the the moron of WWE at this point for doing because... an interview with me, which you also check out on YouTube.com/slash Fightful? No, for that oh. that was a smart move. Yeah, it was. But I'm talking obviously I'm talking about Dana Brooke, the character, because uh, because she you know Money in the Bank she was. Clearly not paying attention for the past months, where they were talking about how the briefcase would be on the roof, yeah. and yet she thought, "Oh, well, th- here it is." And then she gets creamed with the with the frame by Carmella, and then she's still walking around with it. I was like, you know, the why not just give her a gimmick where she's stupid? I mean, at this point, you know, because she, she 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 was she she shined by her complete uh, uh her complete lack of self-awareness or environmental awareness at money in the bank why not just lean into that I, but look regardless i didn't like i mean this i didn't like this segment it was lame it was not good it was not good that that's always my rap on on naomi is either the offense is on or off and the same could be said for dana and they're oh, both go ahead no, I thought I thought both of them were very, very Off. disinterested tonight. Like yeah. n- neither of them f- were were into it. But then again, like how do you get motivated to do a three minute match? That's a throwaway. Was a it com- even three minutes? It felt like it was like, it felt even shorter. And that that's the thing. Like next time you see Naomi, she'll come out there and she'll be clicking on all cylinders and sure. she'll she'll bust that kick out of nowhere. That's like amazing. I don't know. Uh, Charlotte Flair is out next, sitting on my bed, says, I thought that was the best use of Charlotte. I thought it was pretty good use of Charlotte, all things considered. Uh, brand to brand invitation, you know the drill. It's stupid. But this is brand to brand to brand. This yeah. is the NXT champion coming from Raw to SmackDown. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, man, if they got a title on him, I'd be okay. At this point, just say, hey, brand split's over for now. We will redraft. Don't worry. And then, uh, or just say the champions can go on. But this was to really set up Charlotte versus Bailey, which I'm fine with. And mm-hmm. it was to set up Charlotte saying, Sasha, me and you used to main event things together. And to be fair, I know a lot of people didn't like the hot potatoing of the title. I loved it. Every week, I was like, what are they going to do next? What are those two going to do next? And I, at that point, I, like, I knew the title was going to change hands. But I was like, I just want to see what they do. And I loved it. And Charlotte, even though Bailey is challenging her and talking straight to her, Charlotte almost completely ignores her for ba- for Sasha. And I do love that she was like, you needed to get a new haircut to beat me. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a good line. But I thought this was pretty good. I thought they, I thought it was really good. Um and it has weight because of the history, right? It has weight because it's the it's the horsewomen because they know each other. So this was all really good. They're, I, 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 you know, just everyone delivering their lines perfectly. Charlotte was wonderful, just saying, Bailey, move aside, just move. I'm talking to Sasha now. You could leave Sasha talk, and I'm going to ask her some questions. And the history is right, and this is something that. Uh, despite the fact that we feel where we're, you know we know where this is going, uh, Sasha shouldn't be second fiddle. 
Sasha's too good. She is a six-time champion. She made, They main evented the first time that the women main evented Raw. It was Charlotte and her. The, uh, the pay-per-view fights they had. Look, uh, this all made sense, and I liked it. And I liked how, you know, Sasha was conflicted clearly. And they've here's the thing that's also interesting is that they've done the Sasha's conflicted thing uh, a couple of times now. So it feels you're not quite sure next week if Sasha is really going to turn or if she's going to stay loyal to Bailey like we've thought in the past and over the past couple of months. Oh, Sasha's going to turn. Sasha's going to turn. Not quite yet. She's still her best friend. Loyalty, so on and so forth. We'll see where this goes. I think it was a great setup. Great stakes for next week. I'm interested. Let's get through some more Super Chats. By the way, guys, I am teasing the idea of doing maybe a Super Chat party stream once a month where it's like a Q&A to preview what we do on Fightful Select. It would go just like this where you donate a Super Chat and we answer questions, something of that sort. But every single week I'm answering 100 to 150 questions on Fightful Select, and I'll have an update on Roman Reigns or at least what some people are telling me backstage. Anakin JMT brings up a great point. Dana can't be stupid. She was the statistician for Titus Worldwide. Well, you could argue that that Titus Worldwide didn't quite uh, fly or soar under the statistical eye of Dana Brooks. So uh, uh, there's your counterpoint. Evan Wright says Dana Brooks should have brought her case with her. Yeah. Korosami says, do you think we'll see the Four Horsemen Fatal 4-Way main event at WrestleMania? I was thinking about this. I could see a situation where one of the Horsewomen win the title or win the Royal Rumble match. Bailey and Sasha, or maybe one of the others, are fighting for a title. And then Becky Lynch pops up and says, I never lost my title. I won in this match. And they say, come on in. And you got your four, four your four horsemen match. It's got to be a main event. Got to be the main event of WrestleMania. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. It, it it it's literally the biggest thing they could do. This would be fantastic. It would get everyone interested. I'd be down for that. Much more than a four horsewomen of WWE versus four horse four horsewomen of MMA, which is probably not going to happen at this yeah. point. Rob Wilkins says me. Me and a Van Terminator is a San Andreas fault catastrophe. Uh, the line drive says, WWE's resident idiot is Corbin fighting Oscar money in the bank, throwing a ladder at Brian from the ref, and getting mad at DQ attempted murder. Yeah, it's hard to not look at him as a dope on that show. That's the thing. is, that, And then he does really smart things in the ring at the same time. Like I, I mentioned earlier tonight, it, there's... But yes, I, overall, Baron Corbin is a dope. And Anakin JMT says, if you think about it, Bailey never beat Charlotte clean. Sasha helped cash in, and cheating is how Bailey beat her all three times. That's a good point. I just wish that uh, they would bring it up on TV. They just might. They're not done yet. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. We've got so much content for you guys. Uh, the spare room for Aaron Hyden drops on Saturday. Gives you his picks for Dark Side of the Ring, what he wants to see there. You have the Distraction Podcast with Joe Holbert and Jeremy Lambert. I'm loving these themed shows they do. Every Tuesday, they review a wrestling-related film. Every Saturday, they, they're doing a TEW league, effectively, where they have redrafted wrestlers. They are booking these shows. And then they do their own new show on Thursday. But Warren, you got some stuff going on yourself. 
I do have stuff going on every Thursday evening, for instance, at 9 p.m. Eastern. I record the Mr. Warren Hayes Show live. Where do you say I record it? Uh, YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. You can come on over and join the very, very awesome chat that's there. There's a lot of fightful uh, faces that uh, that show up there. Lots of great chat. Lots of great stuff every Thursday night. Go over there. Subscribe and, and hit the little bell thing. That would be great. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Definitely support Warren. He did uh, great stepping up for me on Wednesday. Big thank you for that. Uh, we had UFC coverage. We got UFC coverage Saturday, too. But thank you guys so much. Until next time, we're out. Bitches. Bitch. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.